Hey, you're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in and around the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles throughout the week. And then we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of Make and Multiply. I'm Ryan Chase. I'm a pastor at Emmaus Road Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it's our mission to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ here in the city of Sioux Falls and to the ends of the earth. God is glorified as more and more people come to know him, trust in him, uh, delight in him, and he promises in his word that the earth will be filled not only with the glory of God. The earth is already filled with the glory of God, but the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. That is with people who know, who who perceive and believe and delight in God's glory. And so we want to give every resident of our city repeated opportunities to hear about and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's why we are on mission to make and multiply disciples. And right now we're talking through some categories of what we would call systematic theology, uh, thinking through some of the doctrines that scripture teaches, beginning with the doctrine of scripture or what scripture teaches about itself. In the last episode, we talked about two of those characteristics of scripture, the, the authority and the clarity of scripture. The authority of scripture means that God's words have the very same authority as God himself. Whatever God says comes from God, it's breathed out by God, and therefore his word has the very authority that God himself has, which means however we respond to God's word is how we are responding to God himself. The clarity of scripture means that the spirit of God makes the words of God clear and understandable to those who are willing to trust him and obey him and walk in his ways. In this episode, I want to talk about two more characteristics, the sufficiency of scripture and the necessity of scripture. And these are often confused, so I'll try to uh, distinguish them from each other and then unpack them a little bit more. The sufficiency of scripture means that scripture is not lacking anything. The necessity of scripture means that scripture is not optional. It's not Uh, an extra add-on. It's absolutely necessary or essential to knowing God. So scripture is sufficient for knowing God, trusting him, being saved, knowing his will, and glorifying him. It's not lacking in anything that you need in order to know God in a saving way. And scripture is also necessary. That is, without scripture, you can't know God in a saving way. So let's unpack those a little bit more. Sufficiency means that in Scripture, God has said everything that we need Him to say in order for us to know Him, to trust Him, and obey Him. John Frame says it like this, Scripture contains all the divine words needed for any aspect of human life. Scripture contains all the divine words needed for any aspect of human life. Think about the implications of that for a minute. Every single aspect of human life everything that humans do, scripture contains all of the divine words, all of the divinely authoritative words that we need in order to know how to live in any area of life. The sufficiency of scripture does not mean that God has spoken exhaustively on every possible subject that we might be curious about. 
Rather, it means that God has said everything that we need God to say about every aspect of life. I think Deuteronomy 29, 29 is one of the clearest places that states this, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So there are secret things and there are revealed things. The secret things belong to God. Those are above our pay grade. Uh, we wouldn't understand them anyway. We don't need to know about them for whatever reason. There, there are things that God knows and we can trust him with uh, maintaining and dealing with secret things that he has not chosen to reveal to us. And we don't need him to reveal those things to us. They're not uh, essential to our ability to know him in a personal saving way. But then there are revealed things, things that God has chosen to make known to us. And he has done that through his word. Scripture contains all of those revealed things. And and Deuteronomy 29 says those revealed things belong to us and to our children. They, they belong to us in the sense that God has given them to us. They are ours. He's given them as a gift so that, here, here's the, the purpose, to the end that we may do all the words of this law. So everything necessary to, to know and to do what God requires has been revealed in Scripture. That, that is a tremendous comfort to us. When we let that doctrine, that truth about Scripture sink in and we realize nothing essential is lacking from God's Word. That, that means nothing needs to be added to it. Nothing should ever be subtracted from it. Scripture is all that we need in order to, as 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17 says, uh, Scripture alone makes one wise for salvation. It's Scripture that's useful for teaching, for correcting, for reproving, for training. Scripture is sufficient to equip believers for every possible good work. So, in Scripture, God has supplied abundantly, generously, all that we need for life and for godliness, for growing more and more like Christ and more and more free from sin. Check out 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4. So let me give a couple examples of the sufficiency of Scripture and, and, and kind of clarify uh, what we mean here. Because again, Scripture does not say every possible thing that could be said about every possible topic, but it does say everything that we need God to say about every possible topic. So it doesn't tell you how to uh, wire an outlet, but it does tell you what you need to know in order to glorify God as you go about your job as an electrician. Or let me give a couple other examples. Uh, say that you are in a car accident. What, what do you need in that situation? Well, you need a mechanic probably for the car problems. Uh, you may need an insurance adjuster for the insurance claim. You may need a doctor or a chiropractor for any pain that you have that you've experienced through that. So you can imagine all kinds of other things that you need in the situation, the circumstance of a car accident. And scripture doesn't have uh, chapters and verses about how to repair the car or how to file your insurance claim. But what other issues are going to be present in that scenario of a car accident. There will be, guaranteed, there will be soul issues involved. And scripture says everything that you need God to say to deal with the issues of your soul in the midst of the circumstance of a car accident. Uh, so there could be anger that results 
because someone else was to was to blame for the car accident. Uh, there could be fear and worry that's involved about possible health ramifications down the road. Uh, all kinds of things that you can imagine going on in the heart and the mind and the soul of the person who's living through the car accident. And scripture has all that you need God to say for your soul to know God, to be renewed in God, to be comforted and secured by God, uh, to trust God, and to endure that situation in a way that glorifies and honors God. So another way to say this is anytime you have a situation where there are human beings involved, you're going to have human issues or soul issues, and Scripture has the sufficient words of God to deal with those soul problems. So take cancer or some other physical illness or diagnosis. Uh, You'll need a doctor for the medical issues, but you have a human involved, which means there's a human soul, and that soul is going to have questions, doubts, fears, anxieties, and Scripture speaks to those things. Scripture tells you who God is, tells you what God has done for you throughout redemptive history and in the person of Jesus and what God promises to do for you on into the future to cause steadfast love and mercy to follow you all the days of your life. It tells you what God requires of you, which is first and foremost to trust Him, to honor Him, and then Scripture gives you clarity about how to respond to that situation in ways that glorify God as you trust in Him. And the resources of Scripture then are sufficient. They're not lacking. They have everything that you need to receive from God in order to know His grace and His power uh, in whatever situation you're facing. So you could go on and on like that with everyday situations or emergency situations and think about, uh, yes, you may need other experts to deal with other things, but whenever there are soul issues, you need scripture, and scripture has all that you need. It's sufficient. It's not lacking in anything. So uh, you can probably already start to think of some applications for this personally. Are you looking to scripture to deal with the issues of your soul, or do you have a tendency to think that you need something else, that, that God's word is not enough to secure you and satisfy you, that you need to look somewhere else for what your heart needs. Uh, Another application of this is that in our huddles, we open up the pages of Scripture and we offer one another the redeeming, strengthening, transforming grace of God through the very promises and the warnings and the commands and the examples that we find in Scripture. We, We turn to Scripture with that confidence that this is precisely what we need. There's nowhere else we can go to find authoritative words to speak to our lives. There's nowhere else we can go to find clear words from God to speak to our lives. This is where we go because this is where God has provided all that we need. And related to that is the characteristic of necessity, the necessity of Scripture. The difference, again, between sufficiency and necessity, sufficiency means Scripture is not lacking in anything. Necessity means that Scripture is not optional. Uh, Scripture is absolutely necessary if you are going to know God in a saving way. So Scripture is not necessary in order to know certain things about God. It's possible to know that God exists. For example, it's possible to know certain things about Him, uh, that He's powerful, that He's creative, that He's good. And you can know those things, according to the Bible, simply through the things that God has made. We call that general revelation. God has revealed certain general truths about himself to everyone, 
and those can be made, can be known about God just by looking at the stuff God has made. So Romans 1 talks about that. Psalm 19 talks about that. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies above pour forth, they are his handiwork, and pour forth speech and, and make these things known to every person in every tribe and language on earth. We can know general things about God. But to know God in a saving way, to know Jesus Christ, to know uh, that salvation is found in the person and work of Jesus and that it's received by trusting in Jesus alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. To know that, you need the, the words of Scripture. So Paul says in Romans 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, but how can they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless someone is sent? So faith Saving faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. There is a, we call this special revelation. There is a specific word, the word of the gospel, and it's impossible to be saved without hearing that and believing that. Uh, Scripture is necessary to know God in a saving way. Likewise, Matthew 4, 4, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 8, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Just like bread, food is absolutely essential to physical sustenance and nourishment and and your, your very life and your existence. You die without food, so your soul would die without the words of God. God's word is to your soul as food is to your body. You you have a body and you have a soul. You need both bread to eat and God's word. And so application of the necessity of scripture means uh, we must not treat the Bible just like a, a checklist thing. Uh, we, we should treat scripture like the very thing that nourishes our soul. If scripture is to your soul as food is to your body, then then eat it. Eat it daily. And, and sometimes we stress out about um, kind of engineering the, the perfect quiet time, the ideal time and place and, and quietness and all of that. And, and while that's great, if you, if you can find it and get it and make that happen, um, what's most essential is just that you eat. And sometimes we eat uh, physical food. Uh, we sit down to a, a fancy meal and we linger at the table. Sometimes we grab something on the run, but the point is we just eat what we need for our bodies. We're, we're always uh, consuming the, the calories, the nutrients that we need. Likewise, sometimes you can sit down for an extended time to dig into God's word. Sometimes you might just listen to it as an audio uh, Bible while you're driving in the car. We need scripture. Treat scripture like that, something absolutely essential to your spiritual health and well-being. If you're famished, if your soul is starving because you're not taking in God's word, just feed your soul by turning to God's word in whatever way you can. Get God's word and and eat it because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So those are two more characteristics of scripture, the sufficiency and the necessity of scripture. And I hope those encourage you to dig into God's word and encourage you uh, to continue participating in gospel community with other believers where the main thing we're doing is opening God's word together, pointing one another to the truth of God revealed in scripture because it's not lacking anything and it's absolutely necessary for our souls. 
Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, please email me at ryan at EmmausRoadSF.com. And if you're not currently part of a huddle or MC, let me know and I would love to help you get connected. If you're interested in more, you can find this content in our Discipleship Huddle Guide, which is based on the DNA Guide by Saturate Resources. The music on this episode is called Everywhere by Lee Rosevere, and it's used under a Creative Commons license.